0: It's
1: Wonkin' time here on under the bridge.
0: That is not a good word choice. <laughs> no,
1: it's definitely not. <laughs> but I said it. I don't have a better idea. I'm sticking with it. That's just oh. how we roll. I can't edit this out because then the episode just starts, and <laughs> <laughs> then guess. they have no idea of what they're in for.
0: Mm.
2: <laughs> so you're
1: welcome for that sneak preview. Oh boy! I'm Cody, aka the Scarlet Troll.
0: And I am Greg, aka Greg.
1: And we're here to talk movie news and reviews and also sometimes gaming and sometimes comics, but this time it's more so it's more so movies.
0: Well, a more movie-centric episode than previous ones, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's definitely I mean, to be fair, we just had the game awards.
0: Yeah. That was a yeah, lot yeah. of that was
1: a lot of game content.
0: That was a lot of game content.
1: Before we get too silly though. <laughs> don't you no, don't you <laughs> sticker at that. I just said we're not we're not getting too silly yet. <laughs> Okay. This is serious stuff.
0: This is serious bitness. Alright. But... <laughs> I'm
1: genuinely uh the only way I know how to deal with uncomfortable situations is humor.
0: That's fair. I think honestly. this would be
1: funnier. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm sure listening back on this, I'm gonna be like, Oh god, no, I have to Mm. Anyways, regrettably, Andre Brower has passed away he actually uh passed away on December eleventh, twenty twenty three of lung cancer. Hmm. And he's he's not an actor whose work I'm overly super familiar with, but I am familiar enough that it felt like it was worth noting. Notably, he was Captain Raymond Holt on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, okay. Which is a show I've barely seen any of, but the little bits and pieces I've seen are all of him, and he's fantastic.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I I can get behind that.
1: (laughs) Also relevant to my personal interests, he was actually Governor Woodchuck Kudchuk Berkowitz in Bojack Horseman. Oh, was he? Yeah. He's oh, the guy nice. who lost to Mr. Peanut Butter in a ski race and lost the
0: governorship. Uh. <laughs> somehow I forgot that that was a thing.
1: It's, it's really interesting how so much of the show is like that, where he just. <laughs> like that time where he managed to use his Orca stripper cab service. To and a, and, a, and a whole warehouse full of pasta strainers to contain a disaster in the Pacific Ocean.
0: Oh my god. <laughs>
1: Actual thing that happened in that show.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> god, I should rewatch Bojack Horseman at some point. Hmm. Apparently he also had uh, smaller roles in, he was in a few episodes of Jackie Chan Adventures. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. And also, he was Darkseid in Superman, Batman, which one was it? One of the one of the Superman Batman's
2: <laughs>
1: Superman Batman Apocalypse. That's the one. Mm. I got mixed up because I thought it can't possibly be Apocalypse because it's about Dark Side. Apocalypse is Marvel, right? <laughs> but no, they meant Apocalypse in the actual biblical sense. I
0: suppose. Oh, okay, cool.
1: <laughs> right. Anyways, regrettable loss by all accounts. Really great person. Mm-hmm. and also a remarkable talent from the bits that I've seen oh yeah so that's very unfortunate rest in peace good sir good good deeds good deeds good deeds wow <laughs> good godspeed Spider-Man. godspeed
0: godspeed indeed and good wishes <laughs> to his family yeah I really should have chuckled
1: at that point but like like I said <laughs> uncomfortable situations
0: I will fully admit did not make it any better there
1: <laughs> you really set me up for failure
0: Yeah, my apologies.
1: (laughs) We're gonna move on now, because I'm done being sad. It's my weekend. That's fair. We've got something that's almost gaming news. Oh boy. Because, uh, Death Stranding is getting a live-action movie. What? From A24. (sighs) Ah,
0: man. Hmm. Man, I'm actually- Fuck, I don't know what to make of that, because I feel both deeply annoyed- And deeply irritated by that, but also very interested at the same time.
1: (laughs) I mean, if anyone was gonna and have it not immediately turn into, oh, we're fucked. It's A24, right?
0: Yeah, pretty much. And also Kojima Productions is involved, so. Okay. I mean, well, yeah, it's one of their IPs. I have a hard time seeing them not be involved.
1: I was gonna say, I mean, to be fair, like, gaming, but then I realized, well, I mean, Kojima basically makes movies at this point, so...
0: Yeah, a lot of his games are more or less just interactive movies, which I think is why he has a knack for attracting not major celebrities, but more significant celebrities than what you would normally see in a video game.
1: The man's got Jordan Peele involved on his latest project. I think that's that's pretty notable.
0: That's fair. That I agree with that. <laughs> the man
1: is three for three on swinging it out of the park on directorial uh, on directorial endeavors. Mm. That ain't nothing. Right. Anyways, that's an interesting little bit. Kojima ha- issued a statement that said, A24 was born into this world about ten years ago. Wow, I thought they were older than that. <laughs> Their presence is singular within the industry. They are like no other. The films they are delivering to the world are high in quality and very innovative. I've been attracted to their creations, and they have even inspired my own work. Their innovative Mm. approach to storytelling aligns with what Kojima Productions has been doing for the last eight years. Now we're making a Death Stranding movie together. Okay. The intention is that our audience will not only be fans of the games, but our film will be for anyone who loves cinema. We're creating a Death Stranding universe that has never been seen before, achievable only through the medium of film. It will be born. Hmm. So... Yes!
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, I... I am cautiously optimistic
0: about this one. Cautious optimism is probably the best thing, because it's one of those... Ah, God.
1: I don't even know about optimism. Cautious intrigue.
0: Yeah, that's more accurate, because it's like, you know, it's weird, because, like, the last couple years have been at least, have gone from dog shit to at least moderately okay when it comes to adaptations of games into other media. So, it's one of those things where it's like, on one hand, part of my brain still can't help but go, uh, video game adaptation, but it's like, well, considering what the game is, and considering how weird it is, if there's anyone who would probably be the most adept at turning it into a competent movie, it would be A24. Right? So it's like, I cautious intrigue is what I'll agree with on that front.
1: <laughs> I'm
0: definitely looking forward to that more than
1: I am this next A24 announcement that I got. Mm-hmm. Which is that they're making a movie called The Smashing Machine.
0: Smashing.
1: <laughs> wasn't expecting a Nigel Thornberry, but there we go.
0: <laughs> it was, I feel like it was too easy. No, that was good. On, I can't honestly, believe I I'm surpri- it. Yeah, as I say, honestly, I'm surprised you didn't beat me to that.
1: Wow, I'm ashamed. I need to hand him my badge and my gun. <laughs> Not that I have either of those things.
2: <laughs>
1: Anyways, the film will be directed by Benny Safdie in his solo directorial debut. Uh, He and his brother are a directing duo who have directed, among other things, Heaven Knows What and Uncut Gems, which I still need to watch, despite owning Mm. it on disc and being very excited for it, because I feel like Adam Sandler is a much better dramatic actor than he is a comedic actor, weirdly enough. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, The reason why this fills me with trepidation is that, uh, per the logline, The Smashing Machine is a drama based on the story of Mark Kerr, the legendary MMA fighter from the no-holds-barred era of the UFC at the peak of his career. He struggles with addiction, winning, love, and friendship in the year 2000. But that's not the part that has me
0: nervous. Okay. Guess who's starring as Mark Kerr? Uh, Tom Cruise. Nope. You get one more. John Travolta.
1: Oh, we're out of time. It was actually Dwayne The Rock Johnson.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sure.
1: (laughs) I I don't know, if it's on an A24 movie, maybe he'll, like... Because, like, he's not a bad actor. Yeah. He's just not an especially great actor.
0: I mean, I feel like if he's playing the role... It's weird considering that Dwayne Johnson is playing an MMA fighter while he himself being a former wrestler. I feel like if he's actually playing a real person, he might be less acting like himself, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, because I feel like if he can put his not necessarily completely undeserved ego aside, because I feel like his I'm the rock of it all bleeds into a lot of his performances, if that makes sense. Mm. Like, it doesn't always feel like he's playing a character so much as he's putting on a different hat. Right. But maybe in this instance, we can get something a little more in-depth.
2: Hmm.
1: I mean, like I said, I like bits and pieces that he's in. Like, yeah. as much as I didn't like Black Adam, he's alright in Black
0: Adam. Yeah, he he, he is not terrible in Black Adam. He's good as Maui. But he, he's very good as Maui. That was actually very fun to watch. He's pretty fun in Jungle Cruise. I actually never saw Jumbo Cruise.
1: Oh, we gotta fix that, I think. I think I like that one. I don't know, I've seen too many of these. <laughs> <laughs> and then, well, I've never been a big fan of him in the Fast and Furious movies, him, him coming back in Fast 10 in the post-credits was the highlight of my day.
0: <laughs> Which, you know what? I don't know if that says something about the rest of the movie. I kind of feel like it does. <laughs> a
1: little bit. <laughs> Anyways, I guess... We'll have more on that as we get closer to release. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see the trailer on this one. Oh, yeah. So here, here, here's a little bit of Christmas cheer. Oh, boy. We are getting a Christmas comedy from Universal called Naughty, and it's directed by Olivia Wilde. Okay. Which, since it's a comedy, I'm a little more optimistic about, because her other directorial endeavors have been book smart, which was phenomenal. Yes. And Don't Worry Darling,
0: which was not. No. no.
1: <laughs> and I know two movies isn't really enough to establish a pattern, but it does leave me feeling a lot better about her comedy directing than it does
0: drama directing. That's... Yeah, that's that's understandable, I would say.
1: And of course, a lot of it does depend on the script, too, which isn't really the director's purview. hmm. But I can only go off of what I got, and what I got says I'm I'm a little more enthused about this. Right. Because I I mostly just put this here as an excuse to gush about Booksmart again because I love that movie so much. that is
0: Booksmart is a great movie. <laughs> it's so
1: damn funny. Right. I had a really good time watching that. Also, it's being produced through the Lucky Chat banner by Margot Robbie, Tom Ackerley, and Josie McNamara. Same banner that they used for Barbie,
0: so... I didn't know that Margot Robbie had production credits.
1: Yeah, pretty much... like Like I've said before, pretty much... If you get to be a big enough star, odds are you got your own production company. Mm, okay. For a number of reasons. Something, something, taxes. <laughs> it's probably more about being able to flex your stardom into a level of control on what projects you do.
2: Fair. Because
1: then if you're a producer, you get to say, no, maybe we should do this instead. And they mm. don't get to say, well, I'm a producer and I say this. They get to say, you know what, that's a great point, since you're the one with the money.
0: you know that makes sense that is fair it's like ah crap they signed the checks I can't directly say no to them can I
1: I can't say hey Jim this is a stupid fucking idea Mm. but now I'm a producer so I can't say hey Jim that's kind of a stupid fucking idea with respect
0: (laughs) with with the utmost respect you're a fucking idiot
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this ought to be fun oh yeah we'll see though I got some DC news. Oh, boy. Yeah, so, a while back, it was announced that Matt Reeves was working on an Arkham series. Right. And it was assumed that this Arkham series was going to be set in the same universe as the Batman and the Penguin. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
1: However, according to James Gunn, Arkham is actually going to be a series
0: in the broader DCU. So, wait, so does that mean related to the new set of movies that are coming out, or? Yeah. Uh, oh, oh Okay, you know what? Kind of cool with that, because I was expecting you to say that it was going to be in its own universe. Oh, again. I can't even
1: imagine.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, like, please tell we're not going to do another universe for another project. <laughs> yeah,
1: now we're going to have four Batman universes. We've got the Batman, we've got Joker, we've got the DCU, we've got Arkham. No. Uh, no, thank yeah. you.
0: Yeah, I'm Glad they did not go that wrong. Three that's what is I was too many to as say. it is. Honestly, yeah.
1: <laughs> we got one DC movie coming out next year, and it's Joker Folia adue, and that's one too many.
0: Wait, is that actually the title? Yeah. Ugh. Right. <laughs> I don't like that.
1: <laughs> From the movie that basically stole Taxi Driver and the King of Comedy, <laughs> <laughs> comes a pretentious French subtitle to make you think, "Wow." This
0: is cinema. Comes a movie with a pretentious French subtitle starring a lead actor who played a pretentious Frenchman earlier this year.
1: As DC tries desperately to say, Please, Scorsese-senpai, notice me. (laughs) I'm actually quite okay with this Arkham series being set in the DCU because that means, that means, Mm. we could theoretically have an Arkham Asylum that is full of some of the wackier Batman villains who we probably wouldn't see in the Batman and who might not get the time in the DCU proper. Mm. So, full stop, if this gets me Man Bat or Clayface or Professor Pig or just any of those wacky nut jobs, go for it. 100%. I'm on board. Do it.
0: Is Polka Dot Man somewhere in that mix?
1: Hey, I don't know if he's a Batman villain. Hmm. Hold on a second. What does Wikipedia say? <laughs> oh, primarily a minor enemy of Batman. Yep, yeah, get yeah, get, get us Polkadot Man.
0: Uh, Alright. <laughs> I guess the
1: problem there, though, is that either makes a Suicide Squad non-canon, which it doesn't sound like it may be, or mm. we're not getting Dave Desmalkin, which is sad.
0: Mm, fair. Is the Condiment King a, ba- a Batman villain?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's, oh, okay. He is dead on a Batman villain. Okay. Live-action Kite Man? Huh! Hell yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But no, Gunn said, we love Matt as a director and producer, so so he'll be producing stories both within his, the Batman universe, and within the DCU. Uh, He actually said that the Arkham series was always planned to be set in the DCU and not part of Elseworlds. Mm. So that's interesting. I wonder if that's maybe why it got delayed and we didn't hear a lot about it, because presumably things stalled out with them taking over. Mm, Probably. Who knows how the timelines pan out. The Shadow knows, but I don't think he's actually DC. No. Now I have to check, though. Let's see. The Shadow. Adapted for comics. Yada, yada, yada. Yada, yada, yada. Detective Story Magazine. Street and Smith. Okay, not DC. Not DC. Oh, okay. All right, then. In other DC news, it's not looking too good for Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Oh, really? And that it's not looking too good is a direct quote from Jason Momoa. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) In an interview with ET Online, he was talking about, you know, playing Aquaman in the future. And he said, Mm. the truth of it is, I mean, if the audience loves it, then there's a possibility. But right now, I'm like, it's not looking too good.
0: Hmm. Has there already been, like, a rejected box office for the movie or anything like that?
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's encouraging.
2: (laughs)
1: 50 to 60 mil for the four-day weekend.
0: Against a...
1: Probably pretty big budget. Oh, boy. (laughs) But, I mean, you never know. I don't think the first Aquaman opened particularly strong and just had stupid good legs. Right. But also so, that movie made a billion dollars and had shot 215 million. 15
0: million dollars. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> oh.
0: so the movie probably has to break at least 40. Oh, this movie's fucked. <laughs> this movie's probably yeah. fucked.
1: But you never know. Yeah. You never know. Yeah.
0: Stranger things have happened.
1: Well, stranger things happened for like 5 seasons.
0: <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I I, was, I hope I hope you're proud of that. Not really. That's uh, sure.
1: I've seen like one season and a half, I think.
0: Mm.
1: Anyways. Hopefully we'll get him back as something else.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not a fan of his Aquaman, but I think there's potential there. Especially after Fast 10.
0: Oh, yeah. No, Jason... <laughs> like, I already liked Jason Momoa, but seeing him in Fast 10 like very much sold me on his acting ability.
1: <laughs> what are we blowing up next, boys? The Vatican. Whew, alright, but you're going to hell.
0: Just casually having a conversation while doing his nails with various corpses, as if it's nothing. It's like, oh, he's good. <laughs> he's good.
1: <laughs> I'm not saying I want Jason Momoa for the Joker, but I, I am saying he has opened my eyes to. I think I've said this before. He has opened my eyes to the possibility of like big burly man Joker. I could get behind a long
0: like dreadlock
1: Joker. Yeah, hell, that was Kevin Michael Richardson in the Batman, the TV series, not the, not the, not the movie. Mm. But while it's not looking too good for Jason Momoa, it's looking even worse for Jonathan Majors. Oh
2: boy! <laughs>
1: and I don't mean to make light of it, but that segue was just too perfect.
0: <laughs> That's
1: fair. I apologize a little bit,
0: mm.
1: mostly insincerely.
0: Right, mostly insincerely.
1: <laughs> I give it like fifty-five percent. Mm. Just today, December eighteenth, the day of recording. A Manhattan jury found Jonathan Majors guilty of reckless assault in the third degree and guilty of harassment. Oh, boy. And per the Hollywood Reporter, he is out at Marvel Studios. Oh, boy. Yeah. Which isn't the important part here, obviously. But (laughs) it is the part that I'm equipped to talk
0: about. Yeah, no, that's, that's completely fair.
1: Because, frankly, the justice system, like many other systems in our society, is kind of a goddamn joke. So... I don't know how strongly to take this, but, you know, it is what
2: it is.
0: I mean, it's the thing of, given the conclusion, or at least conclusion as it currently stands, I don't think any other response from Marvel would have been anticipated. Yeah. Or at least any other reasonable response.
1: It still hasn't been announced what they're doing. In fact, this article from the Hollywood Reporter announcing that Marvel has dropped them doesn't even actually have a statement. It's so fresh. Hmm. But... It is being said that the movie once called Kang Dynasty is now being referred to internally as Avengers Five, which I hope <laughs> means they're. I hope that doesn't mean they're moving away from Kang. yeah,
0: it's like you can still have. He's a shapeshifter.
1: He's not like, a shapeshifter. He's just he, his whole shtick is that there's a million of him. Mm. There's a literal infinite number. They don't all have to look like Jonathan Majors. And again, if you don't think one actor can capture they can there are plenty of actors who could but even if you're hung up on the idea that you think no one actor could possibly capture the the multifaceted intrigue of kang then get a bunch of
0: them yeah
1: (laughs) how fun would that be just have a bunch of fucking different actors playing kang so that as we build up to the kang dynasty you never
0: actually know who it is is this the part where we have fun speculating about who could play Kang, no matter how absolutely ridiculous and unrealistic it is. Because my brain initially went to um, Jason Statham. See? <laughs> that was a long pause.
1: <laughs> I feel like they probably want to keep Kang black, because otherwise that mm. I mean, logistically speaking, in an infinite multiverse, you don't have to. Hmm but I feel like it's not a good look for them if they don't.
0: Okay. Uh, J.D. Washington?
1: Yeah. He could be a good Kang. John Boyega? Oh,
0: yeah. Ooh, that would be... I wonder what John Boyega's up to nowadays, actually.
1: <laughs> uh, he was in the Clone Tyrone, which I still haven't seen, but surely... Oh, that's
0: right! Oh, yeah, I need to fix that. And
1: the, the even better part is you could get a bunch of one-off people who would never sign up for multiple Marvel movies just to do Kang one time,
0: so uh, may I present Jean-Carlo Esposito? Ooh, ooh, that would be fun. I remember hearing that he... I still haven't played the game, but I do remember hearing that he did a pretty good job being a relatively unhinged dictator in um, Far Cry 6. Hmm. And also basically see his time in um, in Breaking Bad as well.
1: Hell, you know what? Really lean into it. Establish that Kang is just a mantle and not all necessarily variants of one guy. And then mm-hmm. just get people you already have. Like imagine a Winston Duke Kang. <laughs> no, I feel like if we give Disney too much, too many ideas, they'll do like AI recreation of Chadwick Boseman or some god awful oh, shit.
0: Oh, oh god! Like I could see them doing that too. I don't trust them I, not to. I could see them just being like that tone deaf.
1: <laughs> this is now uncomfortable.
0: Hmm. Mm.
1: Trailer time.
0: Trailer time,
1: It's trailer time again! We've got movie previews to watch! It's trailer time again! There were a bunch of trailers this week. Yeah, no. Some of which are for things that are coming out really soon, which makes you wonder why they even bothered.
0: I think at least one of these, or at least one or two of these, come out on Christmas.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like The Color Purple.
0: Yeah, which... It... it, I don't know.
1: (laughs) I guess, to be fair, that came out basically last week. Oh, did it? Yeah, we just didn't catch it in time to actually cover it. Ah,
0: ah, fair. I mean, it still looks good, it still looks gorgeous, it still looks well done, and more than anything else, the marketing has actually made it very clear that, yes, this is a musical. (laughs) Well,
1: (laughs) It's funny you say that, and we'll circle back to why it's funny you say that later. But, <laughs> even though it is pretty clear that it's a musical, I find it really weird how none of the singing in this trailer seems to be from any of the musical numbers they're actually showing, or at least it's not synced up.
0: That is completely fair. It's I feel like, because, so for this trailer, they get, they decide to do much more dramatic music than the first one, and I feel like... Like, not being someone well-versed in music production at all, by the way, I'm talking more, like, more or less out of my ass here. It feels like they did that to go with the more dramatic effect of the music that they chose, but still one of those things where it's like, no, it's it's still noticeable, guys. Like, yes. you can still very clearly see the 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 singing does not match up with the music in this regard.
1: No, 100%. And I guess, to be fair, that's not super uncommon, but I feel like I've also seen a few musical trailers where, like, you could. Can... There are bits where it's from Mm -hmm. whatever's being sung, and you can tell. But with this one, not so much. Hmm. But this is probably the thing I'm most likely to see that weekend. Right. Because obviously, I'm not going to the movie theater on Christmas Day, because even if I didn't have something better to do, I'm officially sick of perpetuating keeping businesses open on Christmas and making people have to work through it. Right. Not for any religious reasons, I'm just of the mindset that if we're basically giving all of society a day off, and I mean, obviously there are some people who aren't gonna get it, like, you you, you have to have emergency services of some
0: kind up and running. Yeah, someone's gonna blow up their turkey.
1: And you gotta keep basic infrastructure going, obviously, but movie theaters ain't part of basic infrastructure, so. Yeah. Because, I mean, what I'm seeing is Ferrari, which I know is a (laughs) U-movie.
0: Yeah oh god that is Christmas, isn't it? Why is that coming out on Christmas? That is such know. a is such a weird date for that movie to come out. There's also the boys in the boat,
1: which not eh. not likely.
0: Yeah, I mean like it's a it's a history movie, but Ferrari seems like a more interesting history movie anyway.
1: Genuinely start starting to make me feel like sports movies are running out of ideas. Eh,
0: yeah, just a tad.
1: So in that front, The Color Purple is the more me movie, if only because it's a musical, which I am decently fond of. Mm -hmm. And because Ferrari is not my thing, and Boys in the Boat is definitely not my thing. (laughs) But I guess we'll see there. Right. We also got a final trailer for What If, featuring the cringiest parody of 12 Days of Christmas I've ever heard. (laughs)
0: Is that what that was?
1: (laughs) And those cowards didn't even go all the way through the song! They stopped at nine! They did the whole thing as a setup to just go, Nine episodes! And then they stopped, and it's like, That's not even the part, that's not even the the, the rhythm for the nine! That's the rhythm Mm. for five! You cowards! You absolute (laughs) hacks! You amateurs!
0: You (laughs) amateurs.
1: At least Justin Hammer's back.
0: Oh, fair. Which... so, uh, yes! Mm. Yes! <laughs> I'm so happy. You're so happy that Justin Hammer's back?
1: Yeah, I have a lot of complicated feelings about What If and that I mostly think it's a interesting concept that they haven't actually used in the way that I personally feel What If should be used. But mm-hmm. having Justin Hammer back counts for a lot.
2: Uh, fair. Fair enough.
1: They also confirmed that the previously leaked set of episodes are the episodes we're getting, just with the order a little bit switched around. Hmm. So, okay. I don't... It's just... I'm not a huge fan of a lot of these concepts, you know? Hmm. Like, I like the idea of what if Hella got the Ten Rings. I like the idea of Avengers 1602, but it doesn't feel like a what-if, you know?
0: Yeah, That's the one that has, like, the weird Mario Kart nonsense going on, right?
1: No, that's Iron Man crashing into the Grandmaster.
0: Oh, Okay.
1: What about 1602
0: makes you think Mario Kart? I was thinking it was going to be, like... So, admittedly, I don't know a lot... Because 1602 is also an actual comic line, too, right? Yeah. Okay, I don't know a lot about it, but I was kind of thinking, based on how everything looked there, is, like, is this going to be something where they superimpose, like, modern machines into, like, a chariot race or something ridiculous like that?
1: No. No, 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 no. no. Okay. Alright, cool. I'm pretty sure that the chariot race thing is... Iron Man ends up stuck in the wormhole on the other side of, during the Avengers, ends up on Sakaar, starts yeah. a revolution instead of Thor and Hulk doing it five years later. Okay. So, I like, I, I think that one's interesting. hmm I like the Hela idea, and I like the Avengers in the 80s, seven 90s, maybe. Right. And I guess the Christmas episode will probably be fun. But the rest, I don't know. I just don't know. Right, right. I kind of wish they would do things where they actually explored what would happen if events in the movies went differently and not just what if completely random nonsense happened.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that'd be. I do agree with that just because I feel like you have a much more interesting carryover at that point. Because at least, alright, you're making a change from an established event.
1: And I guess to an extent, they are doing it. Just some of them are so far removed from the events of the movies that they're functionally different universes entirely. Hmm. But that's neither here nor there. That's me being a nitpicky Scrooge. Aw. Oh. I need to feel a little bit better about myself. Let's talk shit about Civil
0: War. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I don't know. Are we talking shit about it? I was gonna. Okay.
1: Oh. And I want I want to clarify, like... I like this director. I like the movie man. I like Ex Machina and I thought Annihilation was interesting.
2: Mhm.
1: But this looks like a bad Olympus's Fall in the style like The Purge thing. Mhm. Just it,
0: it feels kind of like a parody almost. It's weird because I don't for whatever reason there's many things that I attached to it. again we talking about 824... Action movie, like war action movie, isn't really what I would have figured they would go for.
1: No, but I mean, they did They did say they were gonna, or it was said that they were looking to branch out in a more action-oriented fair. <sighs> because unfortunately, independent artsy projects don't always pay the bills, and the more misses you have, the more expensive the bills get. Fair. And I'm not opposed to high-concept action movies, I just, this doesn't feel like it. Hmm. This feels like the most shallow slapping us in the face of, hey, look, here's where America's headed. It's like, yeah, we know, we know, we live here.
0: <laughs> All right?
1: I get it. But yeah. let me tell you this, in no world where some of the states secede do Texas and California ever work together.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that was actually... I. Given current circumstances and current political atmosphere, when they said that, it's like the the states of Texas and California is like, bitch, please. <laughs>
1: That's the part that makes me feel like it's just a parody thing. Like it's it's just because he's an cause Alex Garland is English, so mm. it feels like taking a stab at us, but not actually getting what's going on.
0: Yeah. It's amazing that a trailer for an auto for me at least, interesting movie made by a production company that I do like just somehow managed to kill my suspension of disbelief in like the first ten seconds.
1: And it's so on the nose with stuff like, the Western Alliance will reach the White House on July 4th. God bless America. Wink, wink, wink.
0: Yeah. It's we know just the like...
1: situation's fucked, alright? We know. I don't need to be yeah. fucking reminded. Thank you. <sighs> I live here. <laughs>
0: I don't. So I, as much as I hate to say it, this movie is one that does intrigue me. But I think it intrigues me. It intrigues me in the same sense that Episode Nine of Star Wars did, where it's just like, <laughs> how 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 shitty could this be? Because it's one of those things where I look at this and I'm like, you know, there is a potential high concept thing that can be achieved here if they do the right thing. I do not at all expect them to do the right thing between you know Texas and California working together, and also. DC will be invaded on the 4th. It's like, alright, so... Expectations? Non-existent. <laughs> so how good of a time can we have acknowledging that we have zero expectations for this movie? Fair.
1: I think this is the first A24 thing I've seen a trailer for where I'm not only, like, not interested, I'm kind of actively turned off by it.
0: Hmm. Huh. It's a little odd, isn't it?
1: Can't win them all. Yeah, true, true, true. Can't win them all. This one we got in front of Walco. We got the trailer
0: for Kung Fu Panda Four. Yeah, which I don't. I don't feel like there needs to be a fourth one of these.
1: No, and I. I to be fair, I felt the same way about three. Hmm. I probably felt the same way about two.
0: <laughs> I I feel like what's unfortunate is that I don't remember. I know I've seen all of them, but I don't remember how, especially like how the movies end. But. I felt like with the third one, it's like, all right, that's enough, because it's been a while since the third one, right? Like it's been
1: yeah, it It's been a few 20... years. Eight,
0: night Kung Fu Panda three.
1: Twenty sixteen.
0: I thought so. That
1: can't be right. That's fuck.
0: Yeah, it's like when I saw that, I was just like, wait, wasn't the last one like eight years ago? <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, so it's like, where have I been? Well, that was the thing, too, that made me go, I was like, wait, so why are we doing another one of these?
1: <laughs> it definitely does feel like 3 had a more definitive ending, too, and this, I don't know, Kung Fu has never had the most flattering trailers.
0: No, no, it is not.
1: <laughs> like, they really undersell the artistry that goes into it and the emotion, because mm. those movies are actually pretty poignant at points. And, of course, artistically, they're fucking beautiful. Right. So I don't know, it could just be they're hiding all
0: the good shit. Uh, hopefully.
1: Uh some concerns that I have.
0: Where are the furious five? Where's Grandmaster Flash? Who? Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. I I don't get it. Uh reference to a hip to a hip hop group.
1: Oh I see, I'm sorry I ruined it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just old. <laughs> 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 there's no, uh. there's no, it's like, there's no, it's like, I ruin the joke. It's like, no, I'm just old. <laughs> or at the very least, I just proved that, once again, I am a 50-year-old man masquerading in a, in a 30-year-old's body, because it's like, oh, you know what the kids really be into? A hip-hop group from the late 80s. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> well, this saved the joke quite well. <laughs>
0: Like, how do you do, fellow kids?
1: <laughs> the the main point that got me is uh the the, the one thing at the trailer that I really liked was the little bunnies.
0: Oh right. <laughs> Violence <laughs>
1: makes our tummies tingle.
0: So, you know what's bad is that I went, that's funny, but I feel like they're kind of going after I forget the name of it, but the little blue creature in the Mario movie. Where Oh the Luma, yeah. Yeah, where it's just like it's like there is no escape. The only thing to look forward to is the sweet embrace of death? <laughs> it's like, damn, that's dark for this kid's movie. All right, I can also kind of already see where this is gonna go,
1: mm. because apparently this movie is about Poe becoming a spiritual leader and finding a new dragon warrior, and it's gonna be Aquafina's character. I know it.
0: Oh, oh, probably more than likely.
1: And point. I don't necessarily have a problem with that. I've seen a lot of people calling the same thing and complaining about it because it's like it should go to Tigress. It's a hundred percent like Tigress has been training for this her whole life, and it's like. Y'all dumb motherfuckers watched Kung Fu Panda 1, right? Because it should have been Tigress then, but it ended up being Poe. The whole point is it's not who you'd expect, and training your whole life for something doesn't automatically mean you're the best pick for it. Yeah. Like, I'm not the most media literate person out there, Mm -hmm. but holy shit, guys! (laughs) There's, there's, there's media illiterate, and then there's not understanding the whole point of the first movie, so you can complain about Aquafina some more.
0: There are people just complaining about Aquafina. Yeah. Uh, unfortunate.
1: I'm not the biggest fan, but she's good at some things, like Redfield.
0: Oh, she's. great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> pulled a gun on him.
0: Pulled a gun after making President like... Dracula.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> once again, a scene where I'm just like, "Yep, that's us." That is, either me or you would be in that situation.
1: <laughs> On either side of it.
0: Because <laughs> we would, one of us would make the joke, and one of us would pull the gun. <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> only if, only if the other one was immortal, though. Fair. <laughs> uh, so this looks alright, but mm. I, I'm really thinking, hopefully, I'm hoping, honestly, that it's going to be better in the theater when we actually see it in full, because these Cuffer Panda just doesn't tend to have very flattering trailers, I don't think. Fair. Oh, we got a trailer for Beverly Hills Cop, Axel F, which I almost didn't include because Netflix, but I like the first Beverly Hills Cop and haven't seen any others.
0: Yeah, same, honestly. It's like, oh. Honestly, my reaction was, was like, wait, they're still making these? Oh, okay. Eddie Murphy's <laughs> still getting work. Good for him. Now, maybe it's because
1: I haven't seen any of the other ones. I don't know how the rest of the Beverly Hills movies, go- Cop movies go but it feels like they're trying to actionify this up because there were not a lot of jokes in there, but there were a lot of guns, punches, and explosions. Yes, there were. And it's kind of disappointing. Hmm. I mean, the point where he sticks the banana in the guy's tailpipe in the first Beverly Hills Cop is really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or drags him to the strip club. Not because... Like, he insists that they come with him and they say, well, I'm going, said so you guys have to follow me, so...
0: I realized that it felt like they were there was all this action and all that. It's like, wait, shit, we have to keep a thing so that the people remember that it's funny. And, it's like, and that's the whole thing where they're talking about how many people Eddie Murphy's character has pissed off in the car.
1: <laughs> I'd say 50-50. That high?
0: Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so far.
1: Mm. Huh. And once you take that out, once you take out a lot of the Eddie Murphy zing, it just kind of feels generic. A little bit, yeah. Honestly, it kind of feels like a lesser bad boy spin off, the way it's presented. Uh,
0: God Almighty. Oh so I I couldn't help but look up a little bit more into this. Yeah. This movie was announced in like 2016, I guess. Oh. And it also just because it's something I personally find it interesting, it will be 40 years between this movie and the first one. Jesus. Yeah. So. <laughs> It's like, alright, so I see potentially a little bit of development hell going on here. This is going to be great.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, I bet. I bet.
0: We got presumably a last trailer for Echo that was very brief. It was very brief, and I enjoyed it because it gave me 2004 Punisher vibes. Alright. Yeah, like mostly with the voiceover and all that. I don't know, what do you think about the claim of it being Marvel's most intense series? (sighs)
1: I've heard that before.
0: Yeah, that's that was my first thought. Like, honestly, when they said that I just um it's like I raised an eyebrow and I just did I don't know the name of the meme, but it's the meme where like there's a black dude like looking at a TV and he just kind of moves his eyes and and eyebrows around and just goes <laughs> Okay <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know what that meme is either. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I've I've heard that before and Don't get me wrong, it's not that they haven't delivered, it's Mm. just they never delivered to the degree I'm expecting. Yeah, no, like... Because they were talking some mad shit about Moon Knight, and Moon Knight was okay, but I feel like they kind of skipped away from all the actually intense, he beats the shit out of people parts. Mm. And I get that it's an intentional choice, and I think it was actually intriguing, but it also... Kind of detracts from your, this is our darkest, edgiest, most punchiest series yet, when you skip around all the punchies.
0: No, it's like, no, we know that it's the Marvel's most intense series, because right after they say that, they cut to a shot of Kingpin's bloody fist, which we totally haven't seen before.
1: (laughs) Yeah. They probably don't want to give too much away, since there's only five
0: episodes, and they're all dropping at once. Mm, True. Which, that's a strategy. This is another one that's dropping like on or near Christmas, right? January ninth, I think. Oh, okay. Never mind, then.
1: No, it's the ninth. It's five episodes on the ninth, not nine episodes on the fifth. Oh, okay. I think. I could be all I could be all off. I just know it's five episodes.
0: Yeah, I say it's definitely five episodes.
1: Okay, keep it tight, that's what I say.
0: Hmm.
1: No that mmm phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> phrasing i i i regret everything Shh. i'm shutting this down the whole thing i'm deleting all the episodes
0: as but, we befo- speak. but before we do that like comment subscribe about- <laughs> <laughs> all right you over segwayed my segway well done <laughs> sorry
1: <laughs> it's fine before i do that though and after you've liked commented subs- <laughs> and subscribed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well i realize i also skipped the part too <laughs> Because I was going to transition straight to um, Wonka, but we still just talk about the box office, don't we? We
1: also still want the trailer for If.
0: Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> wow. Uh.
1: So, uh, this is a Ryan Reynolds led, I think John Krasinski directed movie.
0: Yeah, this is. I remember you tell you told me about it. i was just like, oh god, what is If? And it's like, it's a Ryan Reynolds movie about imaginary friends. It's like, uh, mm, I. F- Fuck.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that was how I had to do it. Yeah. I had to get you in somehow. Oh, are you kidding me? What? Are you serious?
0: I it's, am serious.
1: It, no, hold on, hold on a second. <laughs> this movie is about this movie is about helping abandoned imaginary friends, and guess what? Steve Carell's character is
0: named what? Blue. Oh, oh, we're doing this, are we? First of
1: all, <laughs> that motherfucker is purple! <laughs> How dare you!
0: I mean, I thought you were going to say his name is purple.
1: <laughs> no, his name is blue, and it spelled like the color B-L-U-E, but you Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends ripping off motherfuckers! Jonathan Krasinski, are you serious? I expected uh. better from you. <laughs> Someone's gonna sue.
0: Someone is probably wait going a minute, to sue. Is this,
1: no, this isn't Warner Brothers, this is Paramount! Fucking sue them!
0: <laughs> Are you fucking serious? Wait, does- wait, wait. Does Warner Brothers own Cartoon Network? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, we're in deep shit. Fair.
1: Hope you like to watch again and while it lasts. Let's see. Anyways, the trailer doesn't look bad. I'm just flabbergasted by this discovery I have made. <laughs> oh my god!
0: No, I did not realize as well that Ryan Reynolds' character is cast as the man upstairs.
1: Oh. Yeah, <laughs> what a name! Indeed. Plus, they got a lot of people in this. They got Steve Carell, they got Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Maya Rudolph, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, it's... Christopher Maloney.
0: Really?
2: really? Oh my man. god! <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: It's, they they have Vince <laughs> Vaughn as in, well, we don't know what Vince Vaughn is. This is an expensive movie, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Probably. Ugh.
1: The main thing I remember is when they're talking to the Flaming Marshmallow friend, it's like, don't look at his eye. Which eye? You know damn
0: well which one. <laughs> it's, it's like, where is this? And then it just cuts to us like, oh, that's not okay. <laughs> I actually don't know which eye they were talking about. <laughs> Yeah. They're both uh, pretty
1: horrifying.
0: They're both pretty horrifying. I, I identify with Ryan Reynolds, like, dry heaving when the eye fell out.
1: <laughs> yep, that's uncomfortable
0: as heck. Mm.
1: Anyways, I was looking forward to this. Now I'm not so sure. What do you mean he's named Blue? <laughs> An abandoned imaginary friend. Oh, my God. That might be the short... <laughs> 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 I don't usually like to call it in advance, but... <laughs> <laughs> that might be it.
0: I mean, that's understandable.
1: <laughs> oh, let's go to box office. I can't take much
0: more of this. Let's go to the box office.
1: I might start trimming this down, and just like, did we see the highest grossing movie, and if not, what was not and what did we see, do? But for the time being, we did see the highest grossing movie this weekend, because it was Wonka. Oh, boy. Yeah, which I barely said anything about. $39 million <laughs> domestic weekend and total for $152.2 million worldwide, against a $125 oh, wow. million dollar budget.
0: Okay, so that's a good start.
1: That is. That is a pretty good start, all things considered. If it actually, like, if it doesn't Ooh. immediately drop off a cliff, which it could very well, considering the vast number of things coming out mm. in the next,
0: like, week. I could I could see this being a movie that does really well, particularly on Christmas, since it's more of a kids' movie.
1: Yeah. So, there is migration coming families. out,
0: though. Oh, true.
1: Yeah. I guess we'll see mm. second place, uh hunger games. I'm sick of making jokes about the subtitle five point <laughs> eight million dollar domestic weekend hundred forty five point two million dollar domestic total two hundred eighty nine point six million dollars worldwide what is the what is the line? May the odds be ever in your favor or something? Is that a hunger games line? I haven't seen any of
0: them. I haven't seen any of them either. I need to fix that at some point. I don't know if I want to. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably not
1: made by The Hunger Games, but I feel like they popularized it. Probably. I don't know. Anyways, third place. It's The Boy and <laughs> the Heron. Okay. $5.5 5 million domestic weekend, $23.4 million domestic total, and $110.2 million worldwide. Alrighty. Fourth place is Godzilla Minus One at a $5 million domestic weekend, $34.4 million domestic total, and $64.2 million worldwide total. Minus one.
0: Fifteen... Okay. <laughs> Fifteen million dollar budget. Eat your hearts out, Hollywood.
1: Yep. And in fifth place, Trolls 3. Band to get Troll Troll 3. It's the third... It's the, another one of these. $3.9 million domestic yes. weekend. $88.6 million domestic total. And $183 million worldwide.
0: Yeah, at least we didn't get the whole... Uh, like, little animated thing of the Trolls being in. A little roller coaster in front of the movie. You're
1: right! Part. It's finally over!
0: It's finally fucking over. (laughs) We're
1: free, probably! (laughs) Oh, it's gonna be in front of Migration or something, isn't it? Or Aquaman, or whichever one we go see, it's probably gonna come back!
0: uh, Fingers crossed that it doesn't. What have I done? I've doomed us all! I could see it being in front of Migration.
1: Uh. Anyways, Wonka. Anyways, Wonka. I am ashamed to admit that I liked this more than I was
0: expecting (laughs) after all the mad shit that I talked about it. I I'm not ashamed. ashamed. It was a what, good time. What did somebody say? Poor in front of you. Who said that? <coughs> I like this movie.
1: Yeah, I liked it too. I don't love it. Mm. I definitely it's it's still got the problem I thought it was gonna have, which is that it feels like it's missing that edge.
0: Yeah, and and we and we do kind of mean like edgy in terms of edge by the way. It's
1: it, it's a little it's a little too whimsical, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, to be fair, maybe that is more true to the book. I've never actually read the book. Mm-hmm. But I have seen both of the I have seen both of the chocolate factory movies. And it's not necessarily a prequel to either of them, one would suppose.
0: At least saying, not directly. It's... Yeah, it's like, it's not a direct connection to either of them, right?
1: I'd assume not. Mm. Because, well, it's probably a spoiler to say why I I assume not. But, I still think it's a fair metric to say, like, these are... Okay, Gene Wilder is an influential take on Willy Wonka, and I feel like a comparison to that as kind of the gold ticket standard adaptation is thank you <laughs> 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 I'm glad you got it <laughs> I'm even glad you commented but
0: <laughs> if
1: you if you got the joke make sure to comment but <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, okay. hit the bell right
1: unless you're not listening to this on YouTube <laughs> uh but anyways uh it's missing that it, it it's missing that like cynicism mm-hmm. that it Because I feel like the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, it, it was kind of absurd, but it was sort of satirically tongue-in-cheek about it. Right. And, yeah, the rest of the world was kind of insane, but you felt like Wonka was a completely sort of office rocker person in an only slightly office rocker world. Here, Wonka's not really... That much more ridiculous than like they try to frame him as super ridiculous compared to everything else, but it seems like every other character, even remotely adjacent to the candy business, is like this,
0: yeah, well, not like
1: him, but they're similarly exaggerated and weird and
0: off the rocker,
1: yeah, just in a more down to earth sense, slightly, no, yeah, I guess maybe that's not that different, it just it feels too big. And exaggerated and crazy.
0: It's what, I feel like what it was is, like, given the characterization of especially the antagonist, it's the thing of, like, they're off their rocker, but still relatively palpable. Because it's a thing of, like, with some of the actions that they take in the movie, it's like, I can, yeah, yeah, I can I can see the connections being made here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> also, uh, getting to your point about musicals that are advertised as musicals, I didn't know this was a fucking musical!
0: Yeah, this is the movie, so we've talked about pretty much, I feel like, just the inception of this podcast about how these marketing teams aren't really good at doing their trailers and stuff like that. I, With this movie, I've determined these people do not know how to market their trailers because there was no clue that this was a musical of any kind. And I'm sure someone who's listening is going to point to, oh, but what about the dancing scene in the first movie? It's like, no, that, could very, that very clearly could have just been a dream sequence and left at that.
1: And Wonka just dances.
0: Yeah, like he, it's, he, he's it, an it's, agile.
1: He did the forward roll in the at the, the start of the first movie.
0: Yeah, and it's it's a thing of like Willy Wonka. It's not like this is some off off the wall character. Will or like just randomly off the wall that is. Willy Wonka is is established to be kind of a fucking maniac. So for him to have a dream sequence of just people like dancing all around and him dancing with them. I don't feel like it's completely unrealistic or like suspension of disbelief or anything like that. Yeah. So it's like, if someone's like, well, the dancing scene is like, no, like that just kind of goes with the territory that no, not only was I not told that this is going to be a musical, I especially wasn't told this was actually going to be a very solid musical too.
2: <laughs> right?
1: I didn't even realize until literally the first line is is the start of a musical number. Lu- the movie opens on a musical number, and my face went,
0: uh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not the only one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, there's multiple musicals. There's this a lot a musical of musical movie.
0: Yeah, and it's like, you could argue, like, the previous movies, at least from the bits I remember of them. Also musicals. Like, they are musicals, but I don't feel like they use the musical aspect to the degree that this movie does. Like,
1: uh, it's been a while since I watched Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and I don't know that I ever actually plan to watch it again, but I did just watch uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the original, the 1971 one, last night again. Oh, okay. And that had, uh, that, some of the Oompa Loompa numbers are less musical numbers and more almost like sing-along music
0: videos. I can see that. Y- yeah. 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 But yeah, no, this is the thing that made me go, it's like, these people do not know how to... Mar- like, legitimately, these people do not know how to market their movies anymore. It is no. completely asinine.
1: And maybe it's because I feel like musicals, like, don't tend to perform that well, so that's probably why they've been downplaying those aspects in the movies they've got that are musicals. Mm-hmm. But, god damn it, I would have been so much more interested in this from Go! I would have been talking all this mad shit! I would have been talking a little <laughs> bit of shit, because... I still feel like Timothy Chalamet does a good job in this movie. All the actors oh, yeah. do a good job in this movie with what they're supposed to be doing, but I feel yeah. like Timothy Chalamet does not do the trickster part of Wonka particularly well. He doesn't do like the manic part especially great.
0: I feel like they're no, that kind of gives away a little bit. I, I won't. I will abstain from that. <laughs>
1: His best parts I feel like are when he's being genuinely emotional, which is fine and it's good. But that's not what I associate with Wonka. Yeah. So, I don't know, it it still feels... This is a good movie, it just
0: doesn't feel like Wonka to me, you know? I feel like that's not helped by... So we were talking a little bit about the movie missing some of its edge. I hope this doesn't spoil anything, but it's one of those things where I feel like they try to be edgy in certain areas, but it doesn't hit the same way as the first movie did. Largely because there's a couple instances of edginess where it's just less edgy and more, holy shit, this escalated quickly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I think it's one of those ones where because it feels like not the whole world, but a a bigger chunk of the world than in previous installments is more on Wonka's wavelength,
0: mm-hmm. that it all kind of like blends together.
1: Yeah. And I also feel like you lose some of the ironically enough, g- given the explanation we get, but in explaining his backstory, you lose a lot of the magic, hmm because they they sort of justify why he's able to do the things he does, except they don't also entirely because some aspects of it are still so absurd that it can't be the only explanation, right, but it also is like oh that that I don't need to know, you know, yeah, yeah. I ain't need to, I ain't need an explanation. Walk, Willy Wonka is one of those guys where if you try to explain why he's the way he is, you are gonna make you are just gonna dumb it down.
0: True, yeah.
1: Funny movie though.
0: Oh yeah, this, <laughs> <laughs> this movie is ridiculous. In, this a, movie is... in a good way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like we already talked about Tim- Timothy C, but all the actors are good. Keegan Michael Key has a couple very funny moments in this movie.
1: I didn't even realize that was him for most of the movie. <laughs>
0: All right, nothing to see here, just a few people just, like, just completely ignoring the Define laws of gravity. the laws of physics. <laughs> Move along. I don't know if it's a spoiler to mention this. It's like, I don't have any lumps. It's like, ah, completely off my rock. What is Come with here. me today? Yeah. pop? <laughs> <Whoop-ha!
1: laughs> oh, man. Okay, I feel like the slapstick in this movie is the funniest bits. Yeah. <laughs> There is some genuinely really good slapstick, and most of it's not even surprising. Like you could see it coming from a mile away, but the windup <laughs> is so good. Yeah, because <laughs> you can see it coming, and you're just like, "No, they're not. Good. No, come no, on. he's not. He's not oh, gonna he's, let. Oh, yeah,
0: oh, they, they're gonna let that happen. All right. Well, you know what? They deserved it.
1: <laughs> well, you might as well have had a big sign around your neck that said, "Let me have it."
0: <laughs> yeah, let me have him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come on, let me have it. Give it to me. Well, if you insist.
0: <laughs> oh, my heavy fellow, isn't it? Um, the,
1: the the cast is great. Hugh Grant is is a fantastic and, uh woefully underutilized in Loompa. Oh yeah. Then again, he probably would have overdone it if he'd been in it more. Rowan Atkinson is in this. I had no idea.
0: Yeah, that was I was like, well, I so I saw his name like when they were showing all, like, the people in it. It's like, as what?
1: <laughs> and then he showed up, and I'm like, oh, it's Mr. Bean!
0: Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, so he plays a he plays a chocolate priest? What? Okay. It's not the most ridiculous... It's like, you know what? That's p- something as ridiculous on- as that? That's actually pretty on brand for Rowan Atkinson, so keep going, man.
1: <laughs> I actually like how out of the trio of Slugworth, Brodnos, and Fickle Groover, they all manage to, like, have quirks that make them stand out, in a sense. Mm-hmm. like it doesn't just feel Slugworth is obviously like the main bad guy but it doesn't yeah. feel like the main bad guy in two sounding boards it feels like they're both characters in and of themselves to an extent not in the sense of having development but in the sense of you can identify them as, as different because you've got Fickle Gruber as the like sort of slinking around actually taking joy in being a rat bastard and then you got Prandos who's just an idiot
0: uh, he's a massive <laughs> idiot <laughs> It's, like, man, it's, it's been a while since I very quickly had a, a character who I just look at. And not because they do anything, just because they're just such an insufferable one. I'm like, yeah, I need you to die, like, like right now. <laughs> I, <laughs> I need you to go away.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> I called one twist in this movie, but I didn't get the significance. Mm. So, that's something. Right. The CGI is
0: okay. It It is... <laughs> That's a f- <laughs> oh no! I don't want to make that joke because that actually is a spoiler. Yeah, I mean we <laughs>
1: saw it in the trailer, but I guess it is still a spoiler.
0: But yeah, the CGI in this movie, like like you said, is okay. Like it's not offensive, but there are definitely certain moments where it's it's more obvious than other points in the movie.
1: Right, right. I'm trying to think if I got anything else that's not a spoiler. No, because the musical numbers are good, cast is good.
0: Lack
1: Which of ethics is, are good. Oh, it's a phenomenal lack of ethics. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what he called that one thing and then said, please don't make me say it again.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'm surprised I got a laugh out of you. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: was, it's just, it's the fact that, I guess it, it's not really a spoiler, it's just a minor joke. He 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 comes up with an invention and says the name and it's a massive tongue twister. And in the, right after he names it, he goes, he's just like, The. The. I don't. Let me see if I can find the name of it real quick. If I can't find it, like. Presenting Willy Walker's Wild, the Wonderful Wishy Washy Walker Walker. Please don't make me say that again! (laughs) (laughs) And he just carries on after that.
0: (laughs) Just like. You know what? I, I like that, bitch, just because I, I feel like I identified with that. It's like, oh, I understand. It's like, <laughs> I understand. I understand just being like, no, please. I, I actually just want to do this once and never have to touch this again. Don't I me I barely do this did again.
1: this one time. I can't.
0: Yeah, yeah it's like, oh, man, I, un- I identify with that very much so.
1: <laughs> There's one element to Wonka's character that I don't fully understand why they put it in.
0: Hmm. But I guess it's a spoiler. So is that our segue to spoilers, then?
1: Yeah, overall, I'd say this is worth a watch.
0: This is absolutely worth a watch. This is probably the, even though I don't want to encourage people to go to keep things open on Christmas, if you absolutely must see a family movie on Christmas.
1: Or around. Around is better.
0: Around is much better. I would probably be more inclined to see this than Migration.
1: I mean, it's hard to say, considering we've seen this one and haven't seen Migration, but... That's,
0: That's fair.
1: We'll see. We'll see. I think this is definitely worth a watch. It's definitely not making my top ten, mostly just because it feels like it's missing that essential... I I hate to keep reiterating edge, but that really is what it feels like is missing. It's missing that sense of, like... It,
0: it's missing that sense of, oh, if I'm not careful, I'll cut myself.
1: It needs some... You know what? It needs some acid to cut through the rich sweetness.
0: That, yeah! In an apt metaphor, considering that it's a movie about
1: chocolate, I've just been watching a lot of cooking videos, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little bit of sour. There's just not mm. enough sour
0: in it. So, and a little bit of sour to go with the sweet.
1: Yeah. But all in all, it, it it's it's a delightfully delectable movie in its own right.
0: You bastard.
1: <laughs> I, look, I, I started with one. I had to keep it going,
0: okay? <laughs> That's fair. Is
1: this is the worst joke I've made all year. Let me know in the comments! <laughs> <laughs> in any case, if you don't want to be spoiled on Wonka, make sure to click away in 3, 2, 1. So, uh, the, the the explanation for why Wonka is the way he is, is apparently he wanted to be a magician as a kid. Hmm. So a lot of the stuff he does is is sleight of hand and... Uh, misdirection, and having wacky props and what have you, like the hat that's got whatever in it. But some of the shit he does goes way past just being a stage magician, so it feels almost like an unnecessary addition anyway, in addition to just tamping down the magic.
0: What, his hat is the thing that he feels like, oh, okay, so there's actually magic in this world. Like, I
1: mean, I, I feel like there has to be between the Oompa Loompas and the Fantastic Creations.
0: Man, that's actually something that... I completely forgot to talk about with this, is that the movie does a good job of, like, because it took me a while to kind of, like, really come to grips with it. I feel like with the two previous movies, uh, granted, I don't remember a lot. I definitely don't remember a lot of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And it's been a long time since since I've seen Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. But I feel like the movies were a lot more in your face as far as there being magic in them. With this one, it did feel a little bit more subtle leading up to, okay, now we fully established that, yes, there is magic in this.
1: I don't know, I feel like Willy Wonka was a little more subtle about it, because a lot of his stuff was chalked up to new technology like the TV be- Wonka Vision, that kind of thing. Mm, but in this one, you just dead-ass got Yeti Sweat as an ingredient. <laughs> it's <just> fair. <laughs> to go with uh, caramel salted with the tears of a Russian clown.
0: It's like that is that is an extremely specific <laughs> ingredient.
1: His name is Sergey. <laughs> I don't think he was ever named. I've just made that up. It's but like, it's canon now.
0: How, how do you get his tears? It's like, oh, you just asked him about his time in the White Army. Oh, it's one Man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It it really is ironic how it feels like they took some of the magic out by making him a magician. But anyways, the actual the actual bit that I don't get why they put in, because I, I understand why they did the magic thing, I just don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. The illiteracy plot feels unnecessary.
0: So, when that was introduced, it's like, huh, you know what? It's been... Usually for a lot of these, at least for the movies I've seen a lot, there will be like an inadequacy with the main character, but it's typically one that is relatively minor it feels like or not touched upon an awful lot i feel like it's been a while since one of the main inadequacies that we see that actually has some meaning behind it and actually becomes important is a character who doesn't have the ability to read like Mm -hmm. it feels like that's that isn't used very often i guess and it's like it's one thing if the character is like a small child like no this is I am assuming just based on how everything's presented wonka at this point is supposed to be an actual adult yeah like so it's like, huh, not what I would have expected. I will say that there are other than like where it actually becomes important later on in the movie it it does feel like it's a little like, all right, this is neat, but why is this going on?
1: I guess it's there to set up the plot,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but you could have just had him ignore the warning to read the small print and have it be his naivete and inherent trust in the kindness of strangers is what gets him into trouble,
0: yeah. That would have made more sense there, but then it's also a thing of like, okay, so, but it's like, realistically, the whole not being able to read does actually make more sense. It's like, it's like what are you doing? It's like, I'm going to turn it all into Wonka Chocolate. It's like, no, but we can go to the top and, t- and ask for help. Oh, that does make more sense. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Hugh Grant is really good in this.
0: Ukraine's pretty
1: solid in this. <laughs> Just the the bit where these they're gonna quote unquote negotiate. Can you hand me that small frying pan over there? <laughs> Reaches for the smaller one. No, no, the larger one. Brings it over. Yep. Ah, thank you. Oh, that is a hefty beast. Now, would you yeah, come and- a little closer, please? <laughs> Leads it a little bit. No, no, closer, closer. And I'm just, the whole time, I'm just like, they're not gonna, they're not fucking yeah, gonna, winds up and beats him with a frying pan. <laughs> just
0: like- Yeah, it's it's like, I'm personally going, it's like, they're not, he's not gonna fall for this again, because this was also, what, 10, 15 minutes after getting hit on the head by Keegan-Michael Key. Yeah, uh- with <laughs> a, I
1: don't have a bark on the head. What is with me today? <laughs> and he pulls out the nightstick to...
0: <laughs> what's funny about that particular scene is I'm pretty sure just based on where the it night night goes it was a very good cut because it's I feel like it's really clear that it actually missed uh, <laughs> but the way it's all set up and the, how rapid it happens and the immediate cut just sells as being extremely funny
1: <laughs> god when when the chief of police is being basically seduced with chocolate in the song sweet tooth and he just goes fellas <laughs> Fellas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is about the delivery, but it's so fucking funny. Mm. It's
0: oh, just man. like, it's like, all right, It's like, he's probably like, you know what? Having people come on to me with chocolate is not what I had on my bingo card. <laughs>
1: nah, uh, you're probably right. Yeah. Ironically, the, the comedian is one of the least funny things in that movie. Oh, really? I think so.
0: But yeah, it's probably
1: part of the point.
0: Oh god, What so, what else is there? Sad Wonka mom plot. Oh, very.
1: Because the, the whole shtick is, he feels like his mom made the best chocolate in the world, and she always said there was a secret she was going to tell him when he was older, and then she got sick and died. And he's been holding on to the last bar she ever made.
0: Which is amazing. Yeah. Like, that's a, what, like, at least ten-year-old bar of chocolate at minimum. <laughs> Probably. I mean...
1: Chocolate takes a while to go to go, doesn't it? Yeah, fair. I guess if you did it right, it'd mm-hmm. probably keep. True. I don't know. I'm not a chef. Despite <laughs> all the metaphors. <laughs> but that happens and apparently part of why he's chasing the dream of opening a shop and uh sharing chocolate with the world is because she promised that she'd be there with him in that moment and he took it literally. Right, which is, yeah, okay, that's 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 a decently Wonka thing that I would expect. I'll give it that. Right. Turns out his companion Noodle is actually heir to Slugworth Chocolates or something because the N on her necklace that gave, that she got her name from is actually a Z.
2: <laughs> which or is funny, Zeddy, because,
0: or something dad? like dad. Yeah, because you called that, but it's like a thing because you were like. Sh- it was like, where do you get your name, N, or Noodle? It's like, oh, because I have this ring and has an N on it. You're immediately like, that N's That's a Z, Z, Z <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> and I it's was... like, you're correct, but it's not a Z for her.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, because I was just like, okay, in a whole thing, in a whole thing revolving around illiteracy, mm-hmm. the fact that N is just a Z sideways is bound to come up or something. There's no way it's as straightforward as it's just an N. Are you? Oh, God, if her name is actually Zoodle, I'm gonna lose my shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but what if you said it's a W for Wombo? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Greg, I don't think Wombo's a real word.
0: <laughs> Neither is and Zoodle's not a real name, but here we are. <laughs> nah.
1: That giraffe was fake.
0: That giraffe It was a real giraffe. <laughs>
1: not even close. <laughs> Not even a little bit.
0: Yeah, that, like, God Almighty, it's just the thing of like, again, talking about oddly specific ingredients. It's like one because the there's actually a giraffe that's an important plot device, which is not a sense I ever thought I would ever s- s- say in a movie. This about movie's got movie. so
1: many Chekhov's guns.
0: Yeah, I need ch- milk to make my chocolate. It's like, I was like, well, here you go, milk. A, that's stealing. And C, it can't be just any milk. It has to be giraffe. Tipped over like, B wh- for
1: no fucking reason. Oh, wait, yeah, he can't like- read! <laughs> yeah. He doesn't know the alphabet! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I just fucking got that! I thought it was just a quirk. <laughs> no, I said he doesn't know the <laughs> Alright. Yeah. If, if nothing else, the takeaway is this movie's worth it just because it's fucking funny.
0: Yeah, um... But again, he's like, I need giraffe milk. It's like, that is the most horrifically specific ingredient I could ever think of in a food-based movie. Like, I, I genuinely need to know why you need giraffe milk.
1: <laughs> and then he has acacia mince to placate the giraffe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Who's named Abigail for some reason. <laughs>
0: Because fuck you, that's why.
1: Yeah, and then it ends up coming back, and they use the giraffe to cause a distraction in the cathedral over the vault of chocolate, guarded by the mistress of the keys, who's secretly in love with Basil the zoo guard.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and which is, holy shit, like one of the most <laughs> impressive, like long winded callbacks I've ever seen. Because there's a movie.
1: bit in the middle of the movie where they break into the zoo, and they get, he gives the guard a chocolate called Big Night Out, where it basically simulates an entire night partying out of the town. Mm-hmm. Going through various stages of drinking, and it's like you were the only woman I ever loved, and you never, and you don't hear who it was. And then, the 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 monk guarding the key is get, guarding the vault underneath the, I I forget what it's called the ch- the church. She ends up get, get, get being given the same chocolate, so she grabs the phone, calls somebody, Basil, and it cuts to the <laughs> he cuts yeah. to the door.
0: <laughs> and it's one of those things where it's like this is really funny but it's also like oddly sweet at the same time <laughs> it's really good
1: yeah this this movie's also really good at callbacks and doing the comedy comes in threes repeats like the bit with Prado's where they're like if, it'd be a shame if you had a little accident and Prado's keeps going in which you die and <laughs> 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 His partners go from exasperated with it to gradually and eventually by the end, they're just like, that's, that's actually a good giraffe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Very good.
1: <laughs> so they use the giraffe to bust into this chocolate church again, and it's, yeah. Mm. Oh, they, yeah. Brought the
0: <laughs> they brought back the giraffe. They brought back the giraffe. Once again, it's the first time I can think of where a non-animal-centric movie uses a giraffe as all things as a genuinely very important plot device more than once. <laughs> yeah, what a time.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm not looking forward to facing Jimmy on uh, whenever I next <laughs> see him. I was talking mad shit about this. Movie
0: oh, you weren't? Yeah, no. it was great. It's like you're talking mad shit. It's just like. Fuck, I actually like, like this movie. He's
1: like, <laughs> You're gonna come back and you're gonna be like, I actually had a really good time and I'm like, Yeah, not likely. <laughs> yeah. And now I actually have to come back to him and go, Yeah, I had a good time.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm gonna tell him straight up. It's like, no, this movie's fucking great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do that. I have a reputation as a curmudgeon. <laughs> yeah. I have a I have uh, a I have a stalwart, sterling notoriety for being difficult... Wait a minute, no, I'm looking back at this whole year
0: and I've actually... Oh, God.
1: <laughs> Wonka, you've done it! Uh,
0: you you confirmed that we are softies!
1: <laughs> damn it!
0: Mm.
1: Oh, well. I had a fun time.
0: Oh, it was great.
1: <laughs> the prime thing. <pan. laughs> uh, you got anything else?
0: Uh, I, I don't think so.
1: Uh, well, good news, I found my notebook. Oh, good. Yeah, I couldn't find it in time for Walker, so I didn't take notes, which made me very sad, but I found it again. Good, It was good. buried somewhere stupid. Oh, fun. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, so Walker's definitely worth checking out. Oh, it's, 100%. It's a little too saccharine, maybe, but it's that same sincerity also really helps it, and also it's just really funny. Yeah. Next week, so get this dirty trick, right? Uh, in the coming soon section, Regal is showing me Aquaman 2, Migration, and the Iron Claw. And yet, it's not showing me showtimes for anyone but you, so I thought, oh, maybe they dropped the movie. But when I search for anyone but you showtimes, Regal has showtimes listed, but not in the Regal app.
0: Wait, wait, what?
1: Yeah, I'm feeling a little cheated right now.
0: Oh, I feel a bit Speckledorf.
1: Yeah, that too. <laughs> I've been duped. Bamboozled. <laughs> Betrayed, even. God, oh, we have boy. less than a month until Mean Girls.
0: Oh, Christ, we do. Ugh.
1: Yeah. So, anyways, uh, is it bad that I almost really would rather see anyone but you than
0: Aquaman? <laughs> I... Uh, I would understand if it wasn't so fucking trashy. Because <laughs> that's what looks like it's fun. Mm.
1: And the worst part is, this is the one weekend where I don't really have time to watch two of them because we probably need to record Saturday night.
0: Oh, true, yeah. In
1: fact, we probably need to watch the movie, whatever we watch, and then record.
0: Oh. Oh, that's gonna suck. Yeah, (laughs) but
1: we're low on time because Friday night is Friendsmas and Sunday night is Christmas Eve.
0: Right, yeah.
1: So, ugh! (laughs) Whatever we do... Thanks so much for listening, everybody. I'm gonna skip the plug, because I already did it a couple times. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh
1: We're also on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music, too. Right. There, a new part of the plug. <laughs> In any case, this has been Under the Bridge with Cody, a.k.a. the Scarlet Troll.
0: And with Greg, a.k.a. Greg.
1: And we'll catch you guys next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye!